Hey, kid, Norris called from upstairs. Yeah, K.O. shouted back. You still alive? I just said yeah, didn't I? Good point. There was a slight pause. Then, can you make it? Make it where? Outside. I don't see how that's possible. You said there were two coming, and I definitely know there's one outside the front door right now. Well... We gotta make our move sooner or later. You know that, right? One hour, maybe two, at the most. Yeah, he knew it all right. I'm open to suggestions, K.O. said. I'm thinking, Norris began, when K.O. saw a black-gloved hand appear in the open doorway and toss a can-shaped object into the house. Incoming! K.O. shouted and dived back behind the kitchen wall. Something metallic clattered into the hallway and rolled along the tiled floor. There was a loud pop, followed by the swoosh of a smoke canister ripping. Smoke! He shouted, hoping Norris could hear him over the sharp hiss. He grabbed his t-shirt and pulled it up over his mouth and nostrils. Not that he expected it to do much once the smoke reached him. He was still tugging at the fabric when he caught movement in front of him, outside on the patio. Two figures, both clad in black, their faces smeared with green and black paint, were moving cautiously toward the broken window with weapons raised. They looked inside, searching for him in the kitchen. They spotted him as soon as he leaned out from behind the island counter to get a better look at them. Gunfire exploded and bullets tore into the kitchen structure in front of him, chunks of the granite countertop splitting off like missiles. More bullets ricocheted off the steel refrigerator behind him. The ping, ping, ping! filling the first floor. K.O. kept his head down and bided his time, listening, listening. Through the chaos, he heard the loud thumping footsteps he had been waiting for to finally show up, coming from behind him as their owner shuffled his way up the hallway from the front door. When the two men finally emptied their magazines and stopped shooting, K.O. held the M4 over what was left of the countertop and fired off a burst in the direction of the patio window. He had no clue if he hit anything or if the men were already inside the house. The last he saw of them, they were still cautiously approaching the shattered window, so maybe he caught them while they were still outside. There was only one way to find out, though. He stopped firing, pulled the rifle back, and dived forward, slipping and sliding against the dirt-covered but still slick floor. He braced himself for more return gunfire but was surprised when there was no reaction to his movements. By now, smoke had filled half of the living room and pretty much the entire foyer. So when K.O. picked himself up and ran, legs struggling for perches against the wood and granite-covered floor into the hallway, he didn't look up in time to see the figure coming straight at him. They collided, the impact sending the M4 flying out of his hands. The carbine hit the wall, the loud clatter unmistakable even as both he and the attacker went spilling to the floor. K.O. stabbed his hand down toward his hip, groping for the Glock G41 in its holster. The smoke stung his eyes, but he could just barely make out the form in front of him, a black shape scrambling up from the floor, just a little slower than him. Unlike K.O., the man had managed to hold on to his weapon, an MP5K despite the collision. His radio, on the other hand, hadn't survived the fall and pieces of it dangled from a Velcro strap along the left side of his vest. The man was whirling around in search of K.O., their entire world having been reduced to nothing but a thick white cloud and vision that was limited by only a few feet at a time.
The man finally located Ko, and as he lifted his weapon, Ko shot him in the shoulder. He was aiming for the head, but the figure in front of him was moving too erratically, still spinning around, and it was a miracle he hit anything at all. A scream. Then the body fell, the submachine gun falling away as the man grabbed at his wound. Ko felt a burst of glee. The MP5K fired 9mm rounds, and its magazine was interchangeable with a now-depleted MP5SD. If the guy had spares, then that would mean more ammo for his weapon. They bark. Today's looking up. The thought hadn't finished reverberating in his head when the loud pounding of footsteps coming from the living room snapped him back to reality. The two from the patio... The wounded, black-clad man was trying to get back up when Ko slid behind him and hooked his left hand around the man's throat, pinning the back of his head to his chest, and shoved the barrel of the Glock against a trembling temple.